This is Things That Really Matter, a podcast by global multidisciplinary engineers Kundal that is dedicated to creating new and innovative solutions for the built environment and driving the agenda towards a more sustainable future. Join us as we discuss the challenges and changes that affect the built environment around the world with the brightest minds in our industry. Hello and welcome to this edition of The Things That Really Matter. I'm Rick Navarro, APAC Head of Clients and Marketing at Kundal. And today I have the pleasure of being in our Singapore office and catching up with Tommy Crowley, the Global Director of APAC at WideScore. Tommy took on this role at WideScore in 2021, a company whose mission is to make the world's buildings smarter and better connected to in turn enable a more collaborative, innovative and dynamic future. Tommy, welcome to the things that really matter. Thanks, Rick. Great to be with you. Thank you for coming. According to information on the WideScore website, there are over 7 million people now living or working in WideScore certified buildings. So for our listeners, to get an understanding on what this means in real terms, let's start, Tommy, with a rundown on what exactly is WideScore and how it came about to be. Quite simply, WideScore sets the global standards for technology in the built environment through certification and education. So you can think of us like a standards body or a certification agency for technology, you know, providing that standard, that benchmark for all stakeholders in the industry to recognise. So in the same way that other schemes you'll be familiar with, you know, lead for green buildings, wealth, health and wellbeing, we do that for technology. And we've got two certifications. So one is Wired School, which is all about digital connectivity great internet and mobile, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more. And then Smart School, which is our global smart building rating that we launched last year. Both of those are available for office. We also have a WideScore home product and do both existing and new buildings. And, and how did it all start? So back in 2013, WideScore was launched in partnership with then Mayor Bloomberg in New York, with a mission at that time to make New York's real estate better digitally connected and help New York compete with Silicon Valley and other digital innovation hubs. And it was because at that time, it sort of occurred to our founder, Ari Barendrecht, that we really depend on digital connectivity for everything that we do. But it was impossible at that time when you moved into a building or an office to know how good the digital connectivity was. And even worse, landlords had no way of telling you how good it was. And that was a big problem. So Ari created WideScore nine years ago now. And now we're the world leading certification company for, for technology and buildings. We've got 4,000 buildings globally, 1,000 landlords we've worked with across 36 countries. So we're kind of delighted to be on this mission and it's kind of growing and expanding all the time. Well, that's quite a lot of data and numbers to get our heads across there, Tommy. So it's worth noting that you actually haven't stopped at WideScore. There also exists a SmartScore certification. What's the focus of SmartScore and how does it differ to WideScore? Yeah, so you're completely right. In 2021, we released SmartScore and the purpose there was to expand our scope beyond digital connectivity, so reliable, resilient internet and mobile, to a much broader range of technology-enabled use cases in the built environment. And so specifically, SmartScore takes a much more holistic look at technology in buildings um, to drive towards four key outcomes. The first is inspirational user-centric buildings. So how do I make you want to come back into the office, give you a frictionless, seamless journey, you know, give you a healthy building, a healthy space you want to be in, all enabled by technology. Second, a sustainable building. How do you use technology to reduce the operational carbon of an asset? Thirdly, cost efficiency speaks for itself. How can you use technology to improve the maintenance, security, etc.? And then finally, future readiness. How can you use technology to ensure that the asset remains as relevant today and as in the future? And what's interesting there, Tommy, is you, you mentioned about digital connectivity. So 
To state the obvious, digital connectivity is vital to the way in which we live and work. And as our built environment increasingly relies on a backbone of sophisticated tech infrastructure, tell me about the work that SmartScore is doing to elevate the importance of smart buildings. I think from our perspective, every building is going to need to go on this smart journey to remain relevant to users in the future, to meet energy efficiency targets, etc. Before I talk more about that, maybe just taking a step back here, which is to say, what's the role of certification in, in anything, really? And I think there's sort of three key things here. I mean, first, there's the competitive effect of benchmarking that drives industry action. So if we bring a definition, we then create a, something for everyone to rally around, a standard for everyone to measure themselves against and really get that competitive effect out there. Secondly, we importantly focus on user outcomes. So we're not just looking at technology for technology's sake, but we're really trying to promote user-centric deployment of technology to really deliver meaningful outcomes for users. And then thirdly, it's helping landlords go on that journey. How do they know what to prioritize? How do they know what the key tech foundations they need in place are to start delivering a smart building? So we launched in 2021 because landlords were coming to us and asking, what is a smart building? How do we go about implementing this? How do we measure ROI? And I think that's exactly what we're trying to solve. We've developed an agreed definition, not in isolation, but with the industry doing thousands of hours of qualitative research with partners. We're helping them on a path to get there, you know, helping them prioritize outcomes based on our research of what tenants want, helping them get their technology foundations right. And then in time, this should become a really useful tool in the industry to really measure value. Because once we get enough buildings and we can really measure the ROI and the rental premium coming out of a, a smart school or a smart building versus none, I think it will be a really useful tool going forward. Yeah, and it sounds like then you start talking about scale and implementation and getting some real valuable data there. So, And speaking of data, it seems that Every day we're confronted with yet another news headline about a cybersecurity breach or compromised network. So given the interconnected world we've touched on, how is cybersecurity being considered within the wired score and smart score certification framework processes? Yeah, this is such a hot topic. I actually read earlier that in 2021, there were 50% more attack attempts per week on corporate networks globally versus 2020. So this, this problem is expanding all the time. And for landlords and asset owners, as they put more and more technology vendors and solutions into their buildings, the risk just increases. So totally important thing to talk about in terms of how we look at that. Within Smart School, cybersecurity is actually one of the key technological foundations within the framework, and you can't get to gold or above without having a good cybersecurity policy in place that looks at kind of an all-encompassing, top-down, standards-based cybersecurity strategy. And then we push that further, and we ask for proof that that's being implemented and proof that that's being proactively tested. So that's kind of how we look at it in Smart School. In Wired School, what we're actually touching is the physical layer. And quite often, the easiest way to cyber attack is to start with the physical. So we're looking at the security of your fiber entry points, your MDF room, et cetera. So that's more looking at the physical layer of cyber, whereas small schools taking a more sort of holistic look at it. Makes sense when you're covering both bases. And it's interesting from a Cundle perspective, we're certainly seeing a growing appetite from the global property sector for take up on wide school and smart score accreditation, to your point earlier about scale. And here in Singapore, our team were involved in achieving one of the first wide score platinum certifications in the APAC region for a key client. And in fact, our UK team have been involved in numerous landmark projects. So from your perspective, what do you consider as the main drivers for the increasing interest in attaining 
wide score or smart score certification? The big macro answer here is that the context has changed. So why are landlords paying more attention to this? Occupier expectations have changed. We've been through the most enormous kind of, well, it was a global pandemic over the last few years that has changed the way that we live and work and interact with spaces. And as customers of the built world, you know, occupiers are also taking their expectations from other experiences, from other industries, Amazon, social media, and we're expecting the experience of our buildings to be better. So that's the first thing. Occupiers are expecting more. They want healthier, more personalized spaces to line up with experiences they're having elsewhere and to bring them back into the office. And the second is the climate crisis is only getting bigger. And we've all got a global imperative to act on that. So I think holistically, the context has changed and that's resulted in a change about how we think about the performance of buildings. So it's not just about financial performance and ROI anymore. It's also about user experience. It's also about sustainability, as well as those financial metrics. And it all comes back to technology being a key enabling pillar to all of that. And I think landlords and asset owners are really starting to recognize that. So it's really hard to deliver best user experiences and a sustainable building and healthy buildings and cost efficient buildings without using technology. So linking that back to the certification specifically, I mean, great digital connectivity is a must. Every building today has got to deliver great digital connectivity. No business can operate without it. And then with Smart Score, it's all about that. It's about using technology to deliver better user-centric, sustainable, cost-efficient and future-ready spaces. And I think occupiers recognize that too. And we did some research in 2021 where four-fifths of office workers actually said they'd like their office to be technologically advanced. So you can see that recognition coming through on the, the occupier side as much as the landlord side. And that's why I think we're starting to see this kind of increasing demand for our certifications. That's significant, isn't it? You know, when you're talking about four out of five. And it's not surprising, though. And I think we're seeing that trending, if it's possible, in any way upwards as well. So we have a number of accredited professionals or APs, as they are referenced, here at Cundall, who, as the title suggests, are accredited to work with our global clients on wide score and smart score projects. I'm keen to understand why asset owners or property developers and facility managers need to call upon the expertise of these APs when working towards accreditation. I think you've actually touched on the answer I would give you in your question. The key word here for me is expertise. And so that comes back to both being really fully knowledgeable in our scorecards, which are, you know, smart buildings are really complex. There's 90 criteria to navigate. And so by working with an accredited professional who knows that, really understands the scoring, you can not only more quickly get to your target score, but you can also make sure you can achieve your target score. And then the second is kind of broader industry and technical expertise. You know, we always say our accredited professionals are the experts. They're the ones who can help you on the improvement plans to help you get there and really help you navigate this journey, I guess, of, of being a smart building. So for me, it all comes back to expertise, which gives you speed and a desired outcome that you're shooting for. And in what sense is that certification process helping asset owners on realising their ESG and zero carbon aspirations and their road mapping towards achieving that? So Big picture here at WideScore, and you touched on ESG and, and zero carbon. I'm going to roll it into one and call it ESG plus R. So E, you'll be very familiar with environmental, and let's roll in your zero carbon there. S for social outcomes, G for governance, and then R for resiliency. And I'm going to start with the R. So how we, through our processes, help is there are sort of three types of resiliency we see. The first is the resilience of the building itself. 
how can the physical infrastructure of the building adapt to global challenges like power grid failures, weather climate related impacts? And we cover this through things like flood prevention measures or backup power measures in, you know, for critical systems in, in our school card, particularly in wired school. The second is about resilience of technology in the building itself. So how future ready is it? And in both wide score and smart score, what we're helping asset owners to do is to get the key pillars in place in the right way. So having enough capacity to incorporate future technologies, but also setting up that tech stack in a way such that it's interoperable and can evolve and plug and play new systems and developments as they come out. So that's the, the second thing. And then third is about how can the building be resilient to adapt to broader changes? So we've just seen the impact of COVID-19 and the impact of that on the way that we use spaces. And so if you think more broadly about getting yourself set up with the right systems around the building that help you measure occupancy, help you measure the changing use of space, you then gather a really valuable data set that will help landlords and owners adapt those spaces over time to the user's needs. So resiliency is all about helping the landlords to get the right things in place to ensure their asset remains resilient. So on the E, and let's talk about zero carbon, when you study plans of how major owners are going to get to zero carbon, the two biggest components of their plans are improving energy efficiency, one, and two, switching to renewable energy. And so smart technology is a really key enabler to the former, improving energy efficiency. So you need technology to be able to measure and then optimize and improve. And it's all about getting those sensors and systems and data sets coming into one place so that you can run optimization analytics on those building systems and keep improving the outcomes that you're delivering. So that's your E. Your S is all about equal access to good connectivity and powering social outcomes like health and well-being with technology. So measurement of air quality, et cetera. And then finally, governance. Um, we link to governance really by providing transparency, by having a third party assessment and a really objective view on how they're kind of measuring across these dimensions. So that's sort of how we fit into that picture. And that's a really good summary, Tommy. And, and continuing your theme of resiliency there's a really powerful statistic from the World Green Building Council that says 80% of the buildings in existence by 2050 are already built. So given the focus on uplifting the performance of this existing building stock, how can WideScore and SmartScore certification make a difference in real improvements to the performance of buildings and the well-being of occupants and users? So I love this question because it is such a big challenge that the industry faces. And, and we find a lot of our landlords will first undergo a development project with us because they put their favorite children first. And it's easy when you've got a blank canvas to get everything right. But importantly, we also work with existing buildings for both WideScore and SmartScore. And the project actually that you reference, Rick, for a major client here in Singapore, that was actually a building that is not by any means new, is probably a grade B asset. And it went from silver level to platinum and did a bunch of asset enhancement works to get there. So I think that starts to show already the power of having a benchmarking and measurement tool to lay out that roadmap ahead. That means that you can then make those improvements because every building, if it's going to remain resilient and relevant to the users, is going to have to implement some of these changes. So linking back to specifically what you asked me, how do we improve performance and well-being? Wired score, making sure that you've got a resilient, reliable internet connection with good mobile signal that's actually measured and really is good throughout the whole building. You've got the power of choice between different providers so you can get the best speed for price. And, you know, the building is future ready. It's got the capacity to incorporate future developments. And then on smart score, 
It's all about helping them get the right technologies in place over time to really deliver on the outcomes that I keep talking about, you know, environmental performance, inspirational performance for tenants and users of the building, financial performance, which is your cost effectiveness, and then future readiness. So it's really about helping them chart that journey. And it's not easy. And I think when it comes to smart, landlords really struggle with it. But most buildings have a building management system. There's a base layer there that then need help in kind of taking the data from that, structuring it and adding different systems over the top. And that's a journey we like to help them on. And lots of exciting opportunities there, I think, for both asset owners and also tenants. But in terms of the journey you've taken so far, what's next for Wired Score? And are there any plans underway for the development of a new certification scheme? That's a great question. I think specifically on new product development, which I think you're, you're getting at, no is the simple answer. You know, there's a lot of certifications out there. We have two certifications that play a really important role in the industry. So we're really focused on evolving and improving our core certification products at the moment, you know, WideScore Home, WideScore Office and, and SmartScore to make sure that they bring even more value to the landlords and developers that we work with. Obviously, we have got sort of plans as a business. I think first is sort of geographical expansion. You mentioned at the beginning, Rick, that I came into this role a year ago and, and the APAC journey is still relatively new for Wired School. We're in Singapore, we're in Australia, we're about to launch in Hong Kong, but there's a lot of ground left to cover. And we're ambitious people and we would like to make these standards truly global. So that's one chart ahead. And then thirdly, new verticals. Last week, we actually launched something called Wired School Accredited Solutions. And the accredited solutions are technology providers whose systems and solutions have been benchmarked against our certification standards, which empowers them to work with landlords globally. What do I mean by that? Essentially, I mean for solution providers, they can reassure prospective clients in the industry that their solutions meet their requirements and, and link that back to credits in our scorecard and really explain the value. And for landlords, they really struggle, understandably, with procuring smart technologies because it's a very crowded landscape and it's really hard to evaluate the different solutions. And so what we hope to provide them is the ability to procure solutions with confidence, you know, knowing that their product that they're choosing has been credited by us and will help them achieve their goals. Um, so lots of things going on, geographic expansion, new verticals, and we look forward to keeping you posted on everything to come. And I have no doubt with yourself at the helm within APEC that those development plans will get a lot of momentum. So I think my one takeaway is you mentioned it before, you can't have a sustainable building that isn't smart. So I think that that in itself really embodies this whole certification process. So Tommy, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Rick. It's really good to be with you here today. And just a reminder to our audience that you can access this and all other Cundal podcasts on our website or via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you for listening. And until next time, remember to embrace life. This is a podcast by Cundal. We're a carbon neutral business committed to achieving zero carbon design on all our projects by 2030. To work with us and help us achieve our goals, visit kundal.com.